faith without a backup plan? That's what you want me to have? Okay, God. Here I go. Deeper. I'm going. I'm scared, but I'm going. The king. Truth is, it's time to stop playing these games. It's time, God. I need a word for the people. that's been coming at me since I started studying for this morning. And that is how many can honestly say without a shadow of a doubt, you are exactly in the center of God's will and you are right where God wants you to be in your spiritual growth. You're exactly where God wants you to be in your spiritual growth. We all have room for growth. We are supposed to be ever-changing every day to become more and more Christ-like. And that's what this whole sermon is about today. It's about becoming more like Jesus and less like ourselves. It's time to leave the shores of a stagnant, disappointed Christianity and wade out into the deep spiritual waters of our born-again lives. 
What happens in the modern church these days is many have become far too cautious about giving their all to Jesus. And I believe there's many in this place and all over the world that are afraid to get in over their heads. I'm not afraid to get in over my head. I don't need a life draft, and I don't need faith with a backup plan. Our scriptures today are going to come from Luke chapter 5. I'm not going to follow it exactly, but it's going to be more like a story. The Bible says that the crowd pressed into Jesus, and there were so many people interested in what Jesus was saying that they pressed greatly against him. Wouldn't it be wonderful to just press into Jesus just like those people got the opportunity? And we can every time, every day. They were pushing Jesus to the edge of the water, but Jesus didn't stop preaching. But what he saw was an opportunity to not only save the souls of men that were pressing into him, but also to save Peter, James, and John, the sons of Zebedee. So Jesus went inside Peter's boat. He could have chosen any boat there was because that wasn't the only one there. But he chose Peter, James, and John's boat because there was a divine plan and a calling upon them. I'm here to tell you today that God, when God's got a divine calling on your life, he will get in your situation and he'll get in your problems with you. And that's on your notes if you've got a bulletin this morning. If you don't believe me, ask the three Hebrew boys that Nebuchadnezzar threw into the fiery furnace. Nebuchadnezzar threw them in, and then he looked in, and he said, How many did we throw into there? Three. Well, I see four. What? I see four. And one looks like the Son of God. I can tell you, when you are lost, God is going to find you. When you're in trouble, he's going to rescue you. And when, you ha- when he has work for you to do, he's not going to leave you alone. He's going to be right there with you. He's going to show you the way, and he's going to wake you up in the middle of the night, the noontime, the after- evening time, and he's going to poke and prod at you until you do what he says. Because he's an unrelenting God. He loves us that much. When Jesus gets into the boat, he tells Peter, pull a little bit from the land, and continue to pre- and he continued to preach. Now, Peter's boat had been reconstructed from a boat to catch fish into a pulpit to catch men. We all remember what Jesus told the disciples on that, in the book of Mark. Come ye after me, and I will make you fishers of men. See, every pulpit, every opportunity we get at the grocery store, eating at a restaurant, or going out on the street, is a pulpit for us to speak the word of God, to reach out to somebody in need. Does not mean that you will catch the fish every single time. But we must not forget that that's our supreme business from our shepherd to fish for the souls of men. In verse 4, Jesus finished speaking to the people, and he tells Peter to launch out into the deep and let down his net. I want you to tell your neighbor right now, it's time to go deep. Oh, say it like you mean it. Let's go deep. It's time to go deep. And Peter tells Jesus, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. But nevertheless, at your word, 
I will let down my net. Nevertheless, meant that he wanted to argue. Just like a child. But, 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 but. But I need this, and I need this, and I need that. No, I said go. Nevertheless, I will let down my net. You have to understand, Peter was a professional fisherman. He knew when to fish, where to cast out, when to draw in the line. That was his life. That's how he took care of his family. And here's a carpenter telling him to let down his net. I'm sure he was thinking, what is going on this morning? Who is this guy getting on my boat without permission, telling me what to do? But Jesus was not preparing them to fish for fish. He was preparing them to fish for men. Some of us are like Peter. God wants us to get ready for something bigger. We are used to fishing in the shallow water. God wants you to go to the next level, but you stay in the shallow water because it's all you've known. It's familiar. In shallow water, we have experience with it. We know how to talk the talk. We know how to walk the walk. But in deep water, we don't know how to swim yet because we haven't gone there. Jesus is saying to the church today, it's time to go deep. Family, it's time to go deep. I want to go deeper. I'm not satisfied with where Grapevine is right now. I want more. I want more. I want more of the Holy Spirit to fill this place, to run this place. I want more people to come in and get to know the love of Christ. And without a doubt, they can say, I'm going to heaven and I have an eternal life. I'm not satisfied. But we're familiar in the shallow water. We can guess how many people are going to come on Wednesday night. We can guesstimate Tuesdays. We can guesstimate Friday. We can guesstimate even Sunday morning. It's familiar. I don't want it to be familiar. If you're like Peter, you don't do it for fun. I'm doing it because I am commissioned, and since I have been doing it, I've become familiar with it. So I want to get out of my comfort zone. That's what I'm doing this morning. I'm out of my comfort zone. Um, And I want to laugh and have joy serving our Lord and Savior. And I want to go deeper and do whatever he tells me to do. I don't want to be familiar. God's saying, let's go deeper. Some of you have been dealing with the same fish for a long time. I'm not going deeper, so we're going to talk about some fish for a minute. (laughs) And I didn't come to beat anybody down, but if the big shoe fits, put it on. The first fish I want to talk about mm, is a piranha. You've been having some piranhas in your lives, and they're the ones that eat everything alive before you even get a chance to love on new people. They get dropped into the tank, And the piranhas attack. And before you can even get to them, they're like, see you later. And then some of you have tropical fish in your life. We all love tropical fish. They're beautiful. Tropical fish come in many colors and they're pretty, but the water has to be just right. 
it gets too hot in the church, Holy Ghost starts moving. They say it doesn't take all that jumping and moving around in the church. And if it's too cold, they say the worship team needs to just sit down. <sighs> you know what I'm talking about. You've met them. Now, what about the blowfish? I'm there for you anytime, Pastor, whatever you need. I'm there. I've been here forever and a day. Whatever you need, I know the ins and outs. But when it comes time to get on their knees and pray because there's spiritual battle going on, they're nowhere to be found. They've blown themselves away. They say on Sunday they want revival, but on Monday they can't even find their Bible. It's just sad. See, church, we have to go deep. When Peter cast out into the deep, the Bible says in verse 6 that they caught a great multitude of fish and that the nets broke and they were overflowing. They had so much fish, they had to beckon to the other boats that were at the shore. And see, God, when he blesses you because of obedience, he's going to bless those that are around you as well. Peter was tired. He'd been out fishing all night. But when Jesus said go, and he went, when Jesus said cast out your net, and he did, he saw a miracle happen. It was full. And I want to tell somebody here today, You've been waiting for your miracle. You've been praying for a miracle. And it's this close. Don't give up. That last 30 seconds are the hardest to wait because you're so tired. But God's on the throne, and he's already answered it. You just have to wait. When God blesses you, he will not only bless you for you. God has blessed you so you can bless others. Look at what Peter said, or happens to Peter. He had so many fish that when he called the others' boats in and they got theirs too, there was so much that the boats began to sink. I want to sink from blessings. And I'm here to say, I am be a faithful to God and obedient, and he will open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing that you won't have room to hold it. Look at how God has blessed some of you with a four-door car. And you ride it in all by yourself. You got three other doors to invite three other people to come and sit in your car and bring them to church. Just saying. Jesus will bless you if you go deep. What am I talking about going deep? I'm talking about reading your word more. Get in so that it looks worn out and beat up. And this one doesn't because it's still pretty new. But I do use it on a regular basis. But I have a few others too. Um, but read your word more. What am I talking about going deep? Praying more, not for yourself, not for yourself, but for those who are lost and in need of the love of Jesus. What am I talking about going deep? Go to Skid Row, go to the street ministry and see the people that are standing on that corner that are hurting and broken. What am I talking about going deep? I'm talking about getting outside these four walls. What am I talking about going deep? What about getting the crackhead off a of crack? Who's willing to spend the time with them? And encourage them and love them. What about the prostitute who feels like she's all alone and broken and nobody wants her around because of the line of work she's in? Go deep. What am I talking about going deep? Go beyond all we can ask, think, or imagine. 
Because when we do that, we're letting God out of the box. You know, we put him in a nice, pretty box called the church. Let's let him out. Let's take him to the highways and the byways. There's signs on our fences right now. It says, you are now entering the mission field. The mission field isn't here in the church building. It's out there. It's on the street. It's in the restaurant. It's in the grocery store. It's at the school. We all have a mission field. We just have to be willing to do it. We are always on a journey of becoming more like Jesus in every way. Deeper is a word that defines our desire for each person. Our desire for each person's awareness of what Christ is. Going a little deeper, pushing into the deeper water, getting away from the familiar. We need to have a spiritual hunger that resides in us. And it's calling out to God. Responding to God's call to go deeper. The deep waters of God's spirit. It's calling us to fill the deep places of our hearts. We respond with prayers and our spiritual hunger that drives us toward the word of God and worship. What are you worshiping? Are you worshiping your cell phone, your tablet, your iPad, the TV? Maybe it's just going and serving. Maybe you worship that. God wants our worship, not the things we do. Not the things we put Even, we're not even supposed to worship the Bible. We're supposed to be worshiping the God that's inspired the Bible. There is a place in our worship, in the music, where the waves of God's presence can come upon us again and again and again. And we find ourselves in deep waters where we have to hold our heads up take a deep breath, and we go back in. Worship is our way in to the deep waters. The presence of God revealed as we worship is like the rain that refreshes. It's like rivers from which we can drink. See, the ocean's not by itself. It has rivers that feed into it. So it's constantly changing. It's flowing in and out. The rivers are constantly bringing down the fresh water, and it all meets somewhere. It's amazing. Worship is a heart issue. It starts with the heart. It flows from the heart. Worship is our relationship with Jesus. Out of that flows life-giving worship. If we are willing, we are thirsty, and we are pushing ourselves off from the shoreline, we're ready to go deeper. I'm willing to push past my personal hindrances, my distractions, and wade into the deep waters of God's presence with my praise, with my worship, and a heart of expectation. Because you know what's going to happen? God's going to overflow. He's going to come in and he's going to wipe Carrie away and he's going to put back something even greater Because you're not going to see me, you're going to see him. You're not going to hear the words I speak, you're going to hear his words and his heart. Ezekiel 47, it talks about progression. And I love those scriptures. It talks about being ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, and deep, deep. 
okay? I had the big Bible because I thought I was ready. Okay, that was only ankle deep. Then the shoes, that took me in about knee deep. And the name badge, okay, I'm in waist deep at that point. And the life wrap over my neck, I had to jump all the way in. You know when you get into the water, if you just go a little bit, it's really easy to run back around. I'm out of here. It's too cold. But if you jump in and you're over your head, it's much harder to get back to the shoreline. It's much harder to run back to where it's familiar and comfortable and safe. We like safe. We like being in our little box and not knowing to turn left or to turn right. But when you're in the water, it's up to the water where you go because it ebbs and flows. It moves. It's not still. Just like if you drop a dime into still water, there's ripples. There's a rippling effect. That's what God wants us to do is to go deeper and to cause those rippling effects. In Ezekiel 47, it talks about healing waters and the trees. And I absolutely love this picture. And I don't know if you can see it really clear. But it's a tree planted in the water. And it's huge. And it's strong. It's not going anywhere. That's what we need to be like. Then he brought me to the door of the temple. And there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by the way of the north gate, and he led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was more water running out the side of the the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me through the waters. He was at ankle deep at that point. Again, he measured. He went a little further. And again, he measured 1,000 and brought me the waters, or brought me through. And the water came to my knees. We went a little deeper. And again, he measured another 1,000. And it was a river that I could not cross. Can you hear the fear in his ears or his, you know, his voice and how he's just trembling? He's not quite sure. For the water was too deep, water in which men must swim, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned to me on the bank of the river. And when I returned there along the river bank, where very many trees were on one side and on the other, And then he said to me, this water flows the eastern region. It goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. The fresh water meets the salt water, and it causes a healing. That's why we hear about different, like, rocks where it's hot waters and hot springs and things. It's the fresh water and the salt that meet, the salt that's in the rock that makes it healing. When we cry... Salt water comes out of our eyes and flushes our eyes and our face. And it's healing, not only to our face, but to our souls. It pours out of us. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, will live. There will be a great multitude of fish because, okay, the fish, you know. Hopefully less piranhas, less blowfish, less tropical fish, but more good fish. 
It shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi to Engedi. There, did I do okay, Pastor Stu? There will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many, but its swamps and marshes may not be healed. So all the tropical fish, all the blowfish, because all of those release chemicals that cause poison. There won't be healing where those fish are hanging out. Along the river of the bank and the side and the, that will all will grow kinds of trees, and those trees will be used for fruit, food. Sorry, Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. I want to be like that tree planted where my fruit will be food and my leaves will not wither. If you desire to wade beyond the shadow waters and you have honestly acknowledged where you are, maybe today it's just for you to simply say, I'm not where I should be or where I, want, I need to be, but you've determined to go deeper. You're ready to push out into the deep water. I'm going to invite you to come down to the front as I close this morning. And I know I'm not alone. I know that God didn't put that in my heart to say this morning for just me. I know there's somebody here that says I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I've not been living the way I'm supposed to be living. I know that I've been studying his word and I've been praying, but maybe I've been searching for the wrong thing. But I invite you to come down this morning. Second Chronicles 5, 13 and 14, it says, It came to pass when the trumpeters and the singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praise and thanksgiving, Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and instruments of music, they praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, and his mercy endures forever. That the house, the house of the Lord, was filled with a cloud so that the priests could not continue to minister because of that cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house. Is that what we want, church? Do we want the glory of the Lord to fill this house, to fill this place? Then stand up with me. Go deeper. Jump further than you've ever jumped before. Because when you're in the kiddie pool, you can jump right out. When you're knee-deep and waist-deep, it's a short hike back to the safety. However, when you've placed yourself at the mercy of the river, and it's a whole lot harder to get out again. Let's go deeper. Let's get out of the shallow waters. Heavenly Father, Jesus, we invite your holy presence to come in and take us deeper. Take us out of the shallow. Take us off of the surface level, Father God. Take us deeper into where you want us to go. Lord, we want this place to be so filled with your presence that we can't move, we can't speak, and we can't even think in ourselves. But you're thinking for us. You're speaking for us. Your worship is being lifted up out of us. Oh, 
the Father, the Lord God, says that need that's right before you shall be filled and it shall be taken care of. There's somebody who's so worried about what tomorrow is going to bring that they can't see past today. God says that need's going to get taken care of right now. That need is already handled. He says, just like the birds of a feather, and he sees them, he has the sparrow in his hand. Doesn't he love you much more? God's showing me somebody that came in this morning with a pain right here. It's right above their waist, and it's in the middle of their back, and it's sharp. It feels like you're being stabbed over and over and over again. He says, you're going to feel a heating sensation going through you in just a few minutes, and you're going to feel that heating. That's going to be healing to you. It's going to flow through you. It's going to run, and that pain's going to be gone. Is there anyone in this room this morning that's never gave their heart to Jesus and has a desire, wants to go deeper, wants to know what I'm talking about today? Is there anyone here today? Because I don't want to leave this place if you don't know Jesus. Church, if we'll just all repeat this prayer just together. Dear Jesus, Thank you. Thank you that we can go deep. Jesus, go deeper in our hearts, in our lives. Set us afire, Father. Jesus, clean my heart and make it yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day, everybody.